Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Sunday, April 9th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for uh, auto-downloads. If you hit the auto-download button, you get it first. And if you leave a five-star review, it not only helps the show grow, but I enjoy reading them. And as I've said the whole time, I will do a pod one day discussing all the five-star reviews. So to keep up with the theme of the week, which is the NFL draft, um, we've talked a lot about a lot about a lot of different things. The quarterbacks, uh, a mock draft, like really diving in. But what I want to talk about today is who I think are the top five players in the draft. Not just positional value, not just who I think will be drafted in the top five, the, not the five best quarterbacks, the top five players. Like the guys that are the closest things to not miss prospects in the draft. Um, I will say going into this, it was easy to come up with the top four. I was very sure who the top four was. The fifth one was tough. So uh, maybe I'll start there. Um, all right, so let's rank them uh, five through one. We'll start with the fifth guy. The, to me, it came down to Bijan Robinson or Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern. Now, I wanted to do this without taking positional value into consideration, but I think ultimately when you're talking about the top five guys, you have to take it into consideration. Like Bijan Robinson might be the best player in the draft in terms of you know just pure skill, what he can do, all those things. But we have to be honest, like a running back is not as valuable as other positions. So what he's asked to do is not as tough as what, as what other players are asked to do. I know he touches the ball a lot. I know he impacts the game a lot. But so much of what he does is predicated on other people's jobs, right? So while I think Bijan can be an impact player, if he goes to a team with a bad offensive line, he's not really impacting the game. Like he has to end up in a place where he can make a major impact. And he's special. He breaks tackles. He's great out of the backfield. Great vision. Like, he has everything you want in a running back. And everything you hear about him, he's a great guy. But I just don't think from a top five perspective, he can have the impact other players can. So why did I go with Peter Skronsky, uh, the tackle prospect out of Northwestern? A, offensive tackle is maybe the second most important position in the league. You can argue edge rusher. I think they're probably pretty even because they just... You know, they, they cancel each other out and they go against each other. But having a tackle that can protect your quarterback at an elite level is a rare skill. And I think Skoronsky, while he's not, um, you know, he's not a top three pick in that regard, I think he's the fifth best player in this draft. And I think that he has some size issues, like his arms aren't as long as you want to see, but he can step in. He can start at either tackle spot for you. He can slide inside to guard. Um, he barely allows any pressure. He allowed like six pressures and almost 450 snaps, pass rushing snaps at Northwestern. Like his floor is very, very, very high. I don't think he's the elite athlete that you like to see from offensive tackle, offensive tackles in general. So that's why he's not going to go top three, but Peter Skaronsky will have a 10 year career in the NFL if he doesn't get hurt. Like this guy will be a really, really, really good starter on a good offensive line for a really good team. And I just think at the end of the day, that makes you a better player than a running back. And so while Bijan is a better player, I'm going to go with Peter Skaronsky as the fifth best player in this draft. Number four for me uh, is Jackson Smith out of Ohio State. So why is he four and why is he the best receiver in the draft? 
First of all, in terms of positional value, receivers are becoming more and more valuable. You're seeing how much it costs to trade for one. You're seeing how much they're being paid. I mean, they are they are incredibly valuable. There was a time where the the thought was a quarterback can can be a great quarterback without great receivers. That's not true anymore. So why do I put uh, Jackson up this high? He is a professional wide receiver. Like he comes to the NFL ready to play. I witnessed it firsthand with Devontae Smith uh, from Alabama to to the Eagles. Like Devontae came in pro route runner, knew the game, like just was ready to play. I think Jackson Smith is is that same is that same player. I, he can play on the inside. He can play on the outside. You saw when he was playing with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, he did play in the snap and he absolutely dominated from the snap. Like he is somebody that can not just play the snap because whatever he's good enough to do it. He can do it because he's elite at it. Um, six foot one, two hundred pounds. Like I said, played a ton in the slot when he was there and had great numbers despite having those other two receivers with him. He did it less in twenty twenty two. So a concern of his is hamstring issues, but I believe he's able to play on the outside and on the inside, which makes him very versatile, better than Quentin Johnson out of uh, TCU. Put up silly numbers, 1,600 yards, almost 17 yards per catch, 95 catches in 2021 with nine touchdowns. And he did that despite arguably being the third best receiver on the team. I think he's better than Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson we can get into, but I think in just players in the draft, I'd put him number four. Number three for me is Will Anderson, uh, the edge from Alabama. He gets at third for a couple reasons. A, he is like the prototypical edge rushing prospect. He has the body you're looking for, the length, the size, the speed, the the ability. You know, like he's long and with long arms, but he's not small or undersized. He's just the perfect body for the edge rusher spot. But he also has great production. And sometimes with these edge rushers at the top of the draft, you don't see that. You you see like the physical traits, but it's like, well, he had six sacks in four years. This dude had 27 and a half sacks over the last two years and seven sacks a year before that. Like he gets to the quarterback and he finishes when he gets there. He's a guy that week one, snap one, whatever team he's on, will be able to line up and be an impact edge rusher. Checks every single box you're looking for. And as, as I said, I think offensive tackle and edge, you could kind of, you know, you could you could split hairs on which is more important. But I do think I would probably go with edge just because like they're harder to find. And while tackles tackles are also hard to find, you can scheme around great pressure. It's harder to scheme up pressure than it is to scheme up stopping great edge rushers. So I think Will Anderson Jr., um, you know, quarterbacks will go top two in the draft, but I think he is the best edge rusher in this draft and that really matters. And that's why I'd put him at number three among the best players in this draft. Number two for me is Jalen Carter. And he would be number one But positionally, I have to put a quarterback number one. It's just, it's what makes you the best player in the draft. Jalen Carter, special player uh, in every way. He has the speed to win from the inside. He has the power to win from the inside. He has great footwork. He has great hand technique. Um, You know, he can move to the outside if you wanted him to. Like he, he is a guy that like Will Anderson, week one, snap one will be collapsing pockets. And while his sack numbers are not great, he's not an edge rusher. It's tougher to get sacks straight up after up the middle. Cause if you disrupt the pocket, the quarterback just moves out and an edge rusher gets it right. But nothing disrupts a play in the NFL, like a pocket collapsing immediately. And that's what Jalen Carter does. So he's great against the run. He collapsed pockets, uh, elite athlete, huge size with quick feet. I mean, they just don't really build him like Jalen Carter when it comes to defensive tackle spots. So I would put Jalen Carter as the second best player in this year's draft. 
Number one for me is C.J. Stroud. Uh, I think he's a franchise quarterback. He has every box you want. Every throw, deep throws, short throws, insane accuracy. Um, is willing to take tough throws. He doesn't just take safe throws. He squeezes it into tight windows. Does it all from the pocket. And is a good enough runner uh, you know, in terms of breaking when plays break down to make plays there too. So CJ Stroud, why I would put him in number one is because he's going to impact your franchise the most. I think he has legit franchise quarterback traits, which you don't see every year in the draft. Like as much as I like Bryce Young, there's questions about Bryce Young. CJ Stroud will step in and be a franchise guy. He basically was that at Ohio State. Good enough runner to make plays, elite arm. You rarely hear quarterback prospects that are talked about as being this accurate, like C.J. Stroud is. So every player has to adjust to the NFL, but I think he steps in and is most ready to run a pro offense, most ready to run an RPO offense, most ready to win from the pocket, and most ready for it in general. I mean, being at Ohio State, you're a professional quarterback at that franchise, just like Jackson Smith at Ohio State. You come prepared. You come to the NFL ready to be a pro player. And C.J. Stroud checks every box you're looking for in a quarterback, and that's why I'd put him number one. So one through five, C.J. Stroud, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson Jr., uh, James Smith out of Ohio State, and then Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern with a slight you know, fist pump to B. John Robinson, who would come in at number six. So those would be my top five players in the draft. Those are the guys I'm most sure will be making Pro Bowls, will be making instant impact, and, you know, if in five years I'm still recording this pod, we'll be talking about them when talking about important games on Sunday. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.